Jackie Dragon is a business coach with over 13 years of experience in both being a coach and building businesses. She is the host of the Pink Business Club podcast and the founder of the Pink Business Club brand. Jackie helps entrepreneurs from years zero to four build out the solid foundations of their business so that they can bring in consistent cash and scale into the future. Hello, hello, Super Expanders. Welcome back. I am super thrilled to be sharing with you this very, very special woman who we have been connected for quite some time, but I don't know why it took us so long to to get here on the Super Expander podcast, having this conversation that we're about to dive into. Welcome, Jackie Dragon, to the Super Expander podcast. Hi. Yes, we have been connected and I don't know, but I am just happy to be here today. Ah, I'm so happy to have you here today. So I'm going to give a little bit of context because I just, I mean, I kind of did that we've known each other for a long time, but we've been in a bunch of different circles for like online circles from coaching programs to networking calls. And in fact, we share such a strong uh, similarity in our background with fitness and then transitioning into supporting entrepreneurs in, in their businesses in different ways. But let's kind of just kick it off with like letting them know how much similarity that we share. And this conversation is going to get so, so juicy. I think because of that. I know who you are deep down on a, uh, well, essentially on a soul level. Well, I mean, as much as one person can know, (laughs) (laughs) but I'd love for you to share with everyone who you are deep down. Yeah. Deep down, I have a very big heart. Um, Deep down, I really care about people and the well-being of humanity mentally and physically. Um, Deep down, I believe I'm an activator. Deep down, I have my own insecurities that I battle on a regular basis. Deep down, I really see different ways. I'm a little bit of a trailblazer in that way, in in my own little bubble within my family and within the way that I was brought up and my examples and how I chose to live my life despite those examples. Let's start with the the seeing from like different ways and being Mm -hmm. a trailblazer. Let's dive in there Mm -hmm. first. When exactly did you know or recognize that that's part Mm -hmm. of who you are. Yeah. When I was, I remember this moment, I'm pretty sure I was around 12, 13, maybe something like that. I was laying, uh, we had a trampoline in my parents' yard and it was like a really beautiful early summer day. The sky was perfectly blue and I was laying there and I had this, like for the first time, that sensation that a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders get that like there was something more. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time. I mean, I was young and I was like, there's just something more for me, uh, something in leadership. Like I just see me doing something bigger than this like structure that society has carved out. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I knew it wasn't for me. And people coming to my mind at the time were like Oprah or Diane von Furstenberg or like any example that I had seen in front of me that I did not see. Like I've seen them in the media or publicly, but I wasn't seeing presented to me through the examples of other women in my family or other women that I'd even been exposed to in real life. I just, I had this feeling there was like something more. Mm, Yes, I can totally identify that with that. And it is, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like in the entrepreneurial world, you hear people (laughs) talking about this and it's it's almost like the, you know, people have the near death experience and they're like, I saw the white light. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I was like literally looking at the sky and the sun and I was like, oh my God, what is happening? (laughs) So knowing that, how did that dictate? I don't know, especially when you got, to like later when you were getting ready to start 
you know, mm-hmm. in the, in the working world. How did that, how did that drive you? How did that change things? Especially like from maybe from your peers. Yeah. I mean, I, I moved to New York city right after college with like $300 to my name. I mean, I just graduated college. I had no money. And for me, like this may not sound like a big deal, but I grew up in this very Italian family where nobody leaves, where literally they all live in the same place the whole time. Literally my sister and her family still live with my parents in one big house where there's a separate in-law suite. Like nobody leaves. Nobody goes anywhere. Nobody wants to drive on the highway. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is not me. So me going like into like the biggest city in the world with like no money and not really a plan other than I wanted to be a professional dancer. This was like very out of the box. So I think this was like step one in me at 21 years old, like claiming my truth. And I was going to go find a different way. So with $300 to your name, you took yourself right into the middle of the jungle, basically. (laughs) That's how I I describe New York City. My daughter lives there now. And it's every time I'm there, which is, is often I like, it is insane and amazing and crazy. And like, it's the duality of New York city is, is a real thing. I absolutely love it. Okay. So you land in New York city mm-hmm. with aspirations of being a professional dancer. Tell us about that. Like what happened with, uh, mm-hmm. auditions work, striving towards that and yeah. landing in the fitness industry, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, okay. Auditioning in New York city. I say this often, if you think being an entrepreneur is hard, go live in New York city and audition over and over and over again. And then tell me which one you think is harder, because I will tell you, it was one of the most defeating experiences ever. It was just like rejection after rejection, after rejection. And then you would get like a little light and you would get almost to the end and you would think you're going to get it. And then it was like rejection. And it was just learning to really like get beat down and then pick yourself back up again over and over and over. And I just don't think my young 20 something self had the self-confidence, the trust or the understanding of what it really took in the moment. So fast forward, as you said, like pivoting into fitness, I had another aha moment sitting in a Pilates class where I was like, holy shit, I think I'm going to go be a fitness instructor. I think I need to do something different. (laughs) We, I think we actually had the same experience because I'm sitting here (laughs) listening to you talking about rejection and defeat and like having to pick yourself back up. I'm like, that was my, my journey in real estate of like, Mm. oh my God, that's a closest huge deal. And all the way down to the last minute. And you're like it basically spending your commission before it's come in because you're so sure it's a, a done yeah. deal to then find out that, you know, the 30 K you were about to make just evaporated before your eyes as quickly as you thought you made it. And I similarly was sitting in a Pilates class, like literally laying on the reformer when I was, I don't want to, like, I've been crying for weeks about real estate. I hate yeah. this. I hate, I, I don't want to yeah. do this. And I had this moment of, I could do this. And yeah. I literally burnt my whole business down and started teaching Pilates. That's so funny. Same. I think the next day I went and I got like I signed up for my certification. Yeah. Same. Same. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, we're doing it. Let's go. Yes. Oh my gosh. So the New York city and the, in the fitness industry too, is also not for the faint of heart. It's highly mm-hmm. competitive. Yep. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I was really lucky. I think that I stepped into something that I was made to do for the amount of time that I did it. Um, so as I was getting certified, I, I actually got certified in Pilates first and I met a woman in my certification who was opening a studio. If you guys are into boutique fitness, you'll know that like in New York, 2010 to like right pre-pandemic, there's like a huge boom in boutique fitness. So I was at like the ground floor of it. And I got to, this is how I got into business. I got to help her build the business. I managed the business. I I helped her build the thing, the marketing, the hiring, creating the programming, um, training the instructors, writing manuals, like all of it um, kind of fell in my lap. So talk about like feeling that nudge, following it and it aligning you to the right path. So this was really a lucky moment for me because I got to be there like from the 
ground up with this validation of like, I believe in you, you can do it. And like getting to be at like the top of the studio that I was in, it, it was a great confidence boost. So it went well for me. I was lucky. Basically grew a successful brand and Lottie studio or multiple studios. Mm-hmm. I, I we'll have to talk off air, which studio this was, because I'm sure yeah. I know it. I used to, yeah. I used to come from DC up to mm-hmm. New York city to do mm-hmm. all the, like, you know, the, it was like a, yeah. a fitness uh, frenzy. I would go and take like 10 classes over the course of like three days trying to expose yourself to like what was trending and what was hot. And I took it back here to the DC area because we were a little behind the beat. Yeah. I mean, DC is an amazing city. When I worked for Flywheel Sports for a long time and I oversaw the DC location and they were like... When I was there, they were building up quickly though. They caught on, oh, they caught yeah. on. Yeah. They like caught on quick. It was, it was a good time. Right down there in DuPont circle or yeah, yes. DuPont, right? Yeah, where it exactly. Was. I feel mm-hmm. like I remember taking classes. Okay. So fast forward then, when was it that you had the nudge that it was time to kind of remold, transition, pivot, mm-hmm. um, or add on because you're, you actually run multiple businesses still, you're still in, mm-hmm. in the fitness sector, but you also have another branch to, to what you mm-hmm. do and how you bring it forward now. Yeah, for sure. So 26. 17, I opened my first, um, it wasn't a brick and mortar per se, but it was an in-person brand called Rhythm Lab. And I rented spaces out all over Philadelphia. So I could have multiple locations without the overhead of uh, owning my own studio. And I did that for three years and it was starting to go really, really well. Pre-pandemic, I was like selling out classes. It was full. I had to add more spaces. Then I had to bring the whole thing online. So here I was like taking all of my business experience, pivoting online, fast forward to now, or just a few years ago, I was like, I really miss the business part. I miss the development of other people. I miss the development of other people at the early stage of their career. And I really, my heart is calling me to that more than fitness, because um, as you know, you can only like teach a squat so many times before you're like, okay, I need to do something a little bit deeper than this. <laughs> so true. It's also something happens to you after you teach a certain number of classes, there's like 8 million exercises you can possibly pick from and choose from. Your mind is like, I think there's only 10 exercises. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> That's exactly it. I'm like, I'm pretty much it's like, right a, right? it's like, it's a squat and a bicep curl. I mean, there's, isn't really anything else, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else are we supposed to do? I have no idea. I have not been doing this for like half of my life. <laughs> yeah. I know. It feels weird like that. Right. Cause you're like, I yeah. literally cannot even think of one other thing. <laughs> yeah. It is so true. You hit the that nail was an ex- experience that I had, you know, I'll, I'll I'm going to share a very crazy transparent story about when I, how I knew it was time for me to start to shift was when I was drive. Oh, so I had an in-home appointment and I had to get home to my studio to run a virtual and it was a virtual private. And mm. I was running late. Cause that was like the nature of like, you mm. know, always running from one mm-hmm. thing to the next. Yeah. And I knew I was going to, I knew I was going to be late. So I pulled up zoom and I put it on to my, put it on, put it on my like little thing in my dashboard, mm. t- took my camera off. And I literally was teaching a yoga private while I was driving. And I was like, this, there's something wrong with this equation. A, the fact that I can literally be like, inhale, right? Like, hi, exhale, low. Yes. <laughs> without even looking. And with the, with the enthusiasm that, you know, like the voice that's like, and then go ahead and take that pinky toe and take it over to the right and press through your heel. And I was like, this is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for you to do at least change things up or add something. And it's going to be a little more mentally stimulating for you because this is absurd. Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) 
Okay. So you, you had that nudge because now it's like, okay, I need to add. So let's talk about where, where we are now and how, how you ended up there. Yeah. From the experience of running businesses, from the experience of being in boutique fitness, always in leadership and of creating my own brand, I decided I wanted to open up um, a business coaching practice for early stage to mid-stage entrepreneurs and help other women really take the plunge into doing what they say they want to do. I kind of sat on the sidelines for a long time out of fear. And I wish, I'm not going to say I wish I didn't. I mean, everything right place, right time, but you kind of need that person in your corner. That's like, go do it. You can make it work out because if you're living in a situation right now where you're not fulfilled, like why there there's ways to make your business work and run. And I just want to be that for other people. So we were having a whole conversation before we hit record talking about the importance of really being intentional in, mm-hmm. in your business. And something that I, I feel like I talk to, to people about it a lot, but I want to hear your perspective of what that means for you in, in your business and sort of the impact that has on growing a business when we show up with intentional action. Yeah. I mean, it means a lot of different things, but I'm always thinking a bit ahead. And I'm like, this sale that I make today on the internet (laughs) doesn't mean anything if there's not a deeper message, purpose, and brand vision attached to it. Because I don't want to just be a coach where I'm like, here's my offer, buy my offer, great. Like I want to create something that feels really cohesive where there's like a journey for the person that comes into it and they can get a sensation and a feeling and a result and feel really moved forward by the brand. So for me, it's like, what is the bigger, deeper purpose behind this? How do the offers represent that? And where do I see this going in five years, 10 years as a brand where what I'm doing now feels like it's leading me exactly to that right place. So it's not just like, how do I get another client online today? But it's like, no, I'm building a real digital brand here that stands for something. And I want that brand at some point to be so well-known that it just attracts the right people in. So that sounds amazing. And I am so with you on that. And I feel like people listening are like, oh my gosh, that sounds really exciting. But it also sounds like kind of like a daunting task. So is there Mm -hmm. like any sort of entry level Mm -hmm. sort of tips you could give for some to someone who's Mm -hmm. like that? That's cool. How do I get started doing Mm -hmm. something like that? I think you just start with your desired impact in mind and just pick one thing to start with, one offer to start with and really get clear to your core. Like, why do I want to do this? Do I truly not want to work for anyone else? And is this the path that I'm taking right now to hold me over? And if you are, that's okay. Or is this the path that I see for my life, right? And if it's the path that you see for your life, then you start to build it from your first offer with the idea of what is the result I want to get people? How do I really want to make people feel? How do I want to feel in my business? And just start there. And like, that's enough because you have to kind of take, like, we hear it all the time, the quote unquote messy action to even get to like what the heck your brand is. But if you do feel some purpose and alignment in it in the beginning, it's like, follow that and then keep building on it. I think that leads to the the next kind of like thought or concept, because there's a lot of conversation about brand these days, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Personal brand, brand mm-hmm. in your business. And I feel like a lot of people might be feeling confused about that. So if you were to kind of give a quick little breakdown of the difference between mm-hmm. a business brand and a personal mm-hmm. brand and why it's important to actually have both. Yeah. So I think that a business brand is, it feels like a little bit more like a less human in a way, right? It's like, but it also has the ethos that the whole brand stands for, right? So it has like whole foods. There's not necessarily a human behind the brand, but it has its own mission. It has its own own vision. It has its own values. 
When you have a personal brand, there's literally a human behind it that's saying, this is what I believe in. And you kind of become the champion as the human for the aligned values of the people that are coming with you, right? So having both allows you to not always have to be attached to the brand as the human that started it, but also it's aligned in your values and you can go back to that human element and you can show up in it. That kind of makes me start to think about, okay, so you have a personal brand, which is mm-hmm. super important. It gives you so much freedom mm-hmm. to kind of ebb and flow in terms of your, your mm-hmm. passions or not ebb and flow, but like more to grow and evolve, I think is, yes. is a better term. So as you grow as a human being, so can your business yeah, and it can change. Absolutely. And maybe 10 years from now, it's going to look 100% different than it did when, yeah. when you started out for like someone, especially if they're like an online entrepreneur and you're talking about offers, mm-hmm. is it almost like each offer is a brand in a sense? I think it can be, or it can't be. And that's kind of like the freedom of it. I like, for me, I like all of my offers to align with like the mission of the brand, but they Mm -hmm. don't all give the same transformation. They don't all have the same purpose. So I think like the purpose behind each offer maybe has like different messaging Mm -hmm. and different quote unquote branding, but I don't want anyone to feel different in each offer, right? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. No, it totally is. I love the way you're explaining it. Cause I, and then I'm asking, cause I feel like it's good for people to hear. So it's almost like the idea of then each offer could potentially mm-hmm. serve a different person, Yes. Exactly. but then you have this brand and the yeah. overarching mission is it's kind of like yep. Nike has shoes yep. for runners exactly, and then they have shoes for exactly. walkers and then they have shoes for just kind of people who want to have their like sneaker heads and they're st- stylish. So mm-hmm. three totally different mm-hmm. people, or actually that could be the same person, but it's three different situations. But the overarching thing is that it's, you know, Nike, it's athletics. It's just do it. (laughs) Just do it. Exactly. Whatever you're going to choose, just do it. Just do it. I love it. It's like, however you're going to build your business, pick the offer where you need to start. You know, it's like the same thing, but the way that I want to make people feel doesn't change the way that I want to receive them into my world. doesn't change throughout the different offers, even though each container can be different. So kind of what I'm hearing inside of this idea of being like really intentional with your Mm -hmm. actions is this almost like duality of thinking bigger, but being intentional. So how, how does somebody show up and really do that and do that? Well, though, I mean, I think that's where coaches come into play sometimes where you can have that trusted person where you show up with your own vision and your own idea, and you can have somebody help you break it down into the necessary steps. Like when we get into the practical and the strategy, it's like, okay, this is my idea. How do I bring this to life? I don't know where to start. It's like finding that starting place within the brand as to, okay, this is going to be the first offer. Then this is the second, then I can expand out into this and I can expand out into this. So there's that. And then I've been thinking about this today too, because I've been doing like brand archetype exercises and like building out a little bit more intentionally. I think there's a sense of intuition that comes into it as well, where you don't want to overthink it. And you're just like, close your eyes for a second. And you think, what was I really put on this earth to do? Or what am I really being called to do? Or why am I doing this? And having that time and quiet space to connect with yourself, make sure that it's coming from you and not anybody else. So when you can kind of compare that vision or take that vision of your own and then break it down into the daily little steps that equal the later vision, there you go. Reverse engineering. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a skill that we all need to really Mm -hmm. lean into and practice too, right? Because I think a lot of times we, we, we look at the big vision and can get 
really caught up with in it, yes. but then have no clue how it is to, to get there. And the only way to get there is you have to have the big vision and we have to be able to literally reverse engineer the steps. And of course they get to, yep. they can, they can shift and change. I mean, you're, Absolutely. you're speculation. It is, it is, it really is speculation. And it's, it's one step at a time and, you know, like trusting in that bigger vision. And I always say, I think what trips up a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners is you're not at your vision yet. And we always make the vision bigger, the closer that we get. So it's like the impatience that holds us back from taking the step today that's actually going to get you there. So it's like, be okay with where it's at and also make sure you're stepping in the direction of where you want it. Something I know that you've been kind of, you know, leaning into and working on is Mm -hmm. connecting with your feminine energy Mm -hmm. and bringing that forth in your business, which Mm -hmm. is something that I'm consistently trying to do too. And I think, I don't know, maybe it is just people who are drawn into the fitness industry. I think we tend Mm -hmm. to be like kind of a little bit more dominant in our, in our masculine Mm -hmm. than, than our feminine. So what's been working for you to be able to, I don't know, really access that, that energy and bring it into your Mm -hmm. business more regularly. Yeah. Music is a big one for me. Even just like a little solo dance party is really good for me. Giving myself time and space, even just like time and space to do nothing Mm. is really helpful for me. Um, Meditation is a good one, just like being and allowing. And then I think it's in the moments when I am working is to notice if I'm forcing something or if I need to take a step back. So I can tell when I'm like getting too into the forceful masculine, when I'm like, oh, I'm frustrated doing this, but I'm going to keep doing this. It's like, no, shut it down. This is your sign. Like go out for a walk, tap into the feminine, go back into the ease and the flow, and then come back to it later because you're forcing it. Good tips there. And I feel like when, when we're dominant in that, it's just making me think of like uh, burnout and how I've been there so many times. And it was a result of really being in, in that masculine place. And that's yeah. exactly the the feeling and mentality of like, oh my gosh, this is like so frustrating. And I am going to win. I'm going to, yeah, and, and exactly. I, if I don't win it today, I'm coming back tomorrow to win. And if yeah. it didn't, if it didn't kill me today, I should probably go tomorrow to see if it kills me tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll just work until I figure this out. Even if it's not the, the product is awful because I forced the whole thing and it's not aligned to me. <laughs> I know. And the craziest thing too, is when you set it down and walk away from it, then you literally walk away and you come back and like have the answer immediately. And you always want to just like, I don't know, like smack yourself because you spent so much time and energy before you got to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to hang it up and give it a break. And you could have done it like multiple hours ago and saved so much time and so much (laughs) frustration. Ah, so, so good. Okay. So I know everyone that is listening, they're just like, oh my gosh, I need, I need to know more. And you have a couple of things that are just kind of like out there in the works right now. You have Mm -hmm. a, the, the pink big business club, which I just absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. And you have a group program. She means business. Is that yes. right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And a podcast. So let's, yeah. let's talk about all the things. Yeah. I birthed the podcast just two months ago, um, pink business club, and it is really just highlighting other female entrepreneurs, their expertise, and also their experience in entrepreneurship. So the goal is for anyone that listens to be able to take away these different, really amazing nuggets from other women in their expertise and also in their stories 
Um, so the Pink Business Club podcast also has a membership off of it called the Pink Business Club. This membership is, I mean, I know there's a ton of, we were talking about networking memberships. Networking may happen naturally, but it really is a business coaching membership. Um, when I talk about the vision of my brand, it is my goal to bring together women from all across the globe that want to build and grow their business and give them an accessible way to do it. So we follow like a four uh, week strategy and we go through and it's, it's value. It's a value-based business coaching membership. Um, so that's what the membership is all about. And she means business is almost like a mastermind ish style way where I bring entrepreneurs together to get very clear and focused on their next best steps to hit their income goals. And we do like one-on-one and hybrid in that. So yeah, those are the things happening in my world right now. And it's been really fun. Oh my goodness. I love it. I also, I kind of want to back up and focus in on this membership for yeah. a minute a, yeah. because I feel like it's so needed because mm-hmm. out there in this world, people are looking for support in their business. It's mm-hmm. kind of gotten a little out of hand yeah. in my opinion. And I say yeah. that probably a lot of people are angry at me the minute I, my, no, we I can say talk, that. we can go there. I'm ready to go there <laughs> <laughs> because it really is. I think it's gotten a little bit yeah a little bit out of hand. So the fact that you have something that's truly accessible for mm-hmm. people to be able to come in and start building a business. Cause there's, it's always like, okay, cool. I know I need to hire a coach. I knew I need, like, I need the support to do this, but there's no way I'm just starting. How can I invest 10, 20, $30,000 in a, in a coach? Also, it's almost like sight unseen too, because you have yeah. no clue like what that journey is going to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, we can go here. This is a conversation I've been thinking about a lot. You know, the pink business club is a $47 a month member. So less than $2 a day, someone can come in and they can ask me questions once a month. They get a training once a month, they get a mindset call once a month, and then they get um, to plan their plan their month. And it's just on my heart because you're right. It's like at the beginning stages of your business, you don't always have the exact means just yet to invest deeper or even in the middle of your business, right? You just want to plug into something that keeps you on track, plugging into a room where everybody, every call I get on, I start and I say, stop and pause for a second. And I want you to take her around like the collective energy of this room. We're all right here building our businesses right now. So like, don't skip this moment. All right. Like let's get to work. I just think there's power in that. And there's power in, um, being able to tap into that weekly. It's like enough to drive the engine forward when you don't necessarily have the resources to invest, or maybe you've invested and you just need to stay on track. Oh my gosh. I love that. I mean, I'm like, I know I need to come plug into that because <laughs> that's what, right. That's sometimes you, yeah. you do just want to, to plug in and it's making me think about, so I have someone actually in a program of mine right yeah. now that is, it's really not business related. It's just breath work to like tap into your, to your yeah. own intuition, bring it forth in your business, but it's not like business coaching at all. And when she, what something that she was working through is there was release of shame because she had mm. invested multiple thousands of dollars into a program, yet mm. she wasn't showing up and taking action on it. Mm. And she wasn't sure why, because, and she's what she said, because when you invest big, you show up big. And I was like, that is a, such a, like a fallacy though, because I, a, I speak from my own personal experience in this, that they, you get message. You're like, Oh, if you just put the, like, you know, Mm -hmm. stretch yourself, but there's this, okay, great. You just put $10,000 on a credit card that you maxed out. And now if you don't start Mm -hmm. making money back and like Mm -hmm. immediately, then you're going to be kind of screwed and not even be able to make your payments on your card. And these people tell these stories about how Mm -hmm. like they did it and then, you know, all, and 
I think there are some people that they're the persona that that actually does work for, but some people that kind mm-hmm. of pressure just makes you shut down yes. and unable to retain the information, think clearly, take action. And then when you do have these sales calls or take action, you just like reek of desperation and it repels yeah. everybody away. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, the whole pricing system in the business coaching world, um, it's it's hard to talk about because there's this idea of your self-worth and charge your worth and all like there's all this marketing and messaging that we have been fed. But for me, like I my rates, I, I worry sometimes that people are gonna think I don't know what I'm doing, although I have 13 years of business experience, but they're not like astronomical and it's intentional because I'm working with people years zero to four and most people stay with me for six months to a year to a year and a half. So what does that look like for them long-term? And also like, how does that actually help me get them results? Cause you're not going to get instant results. Like the internet makes it look like you need to build it. You need to have clarity. You need to build a following. You need to really understand what you're doing before those results are going to come. So this is a topic like I could go on and on and on about <laughs> we'll stop it there, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of crazy. It, it is a little bit out of hand. Uh, I'm with you. And, but you know, I think that the messaging and charge your worth is kind of messed up too. And we can tie it in a bow here because if you were going to charge your worth, your worth is infinite, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. so are you even going to say, fine, you're charging 20 K for a program. Is that really your worth? Because, and, and maybe Mm -hmm. that's why people are struggling with their own self-worth is because now it's like, you know, I mean, I think just, there's like so many dynamics it's no charge, what fair in the transformation and what is, I don't know, like mar- like t- real true market value, which is also can kind of like fluctuate and can be mm-hmm. hard to pinpoint, but it's not charge your worth because right. that's like, can you even put a price tag on that? Yeah. That's how we end up attaching our worth to the money that we're making. And it's not good. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. All right. So another whole podcast sounds like we have to, <laughs> maybe we'll dive into this on mine as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. So I appreciate you being here so, so much. If there was just like one more juicy nugget of wisdom that you wanted to share in part, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Trust yourself above all because you will see a bunch of things on the internet and sometimes they're going to throw you off kilter of your own innate intuition and path. And you're going to think, oh my gosh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. But just check in for a second as you're making decisions for your life and your business and just make sure that they're your own. Such, such good advice there. Okay. So how can everybody find you? Yeah. The best way to find me is just to go to Instagram and follow at I am Jackie Dragon, or you can uh, tap into the pink business club podcast. It's on Apple and Spotify. And yeah, those are the best places right now. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you guys know, you know, the drill, you, you scroll on down into the show notes, you'll find everything that you need to connect with Jackie, make sure that you do and let her know that you heard her here on the super expander podcast. And you know what, let her know what your favorite little juicy nugget takeaway mic drop moment, whatever it was, let her know what you love most about this podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. We will catch you on the next episode. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.